Hey Zwifters, I'm Simon Schofield and this is the Zwiftcast. Coming up on this episode, the Atom from Wattbike has kicked off the smart bike revolution, but is it Zwift ready yet? The Diretto shortage, we've got news on whether it might be coming to an end soon. Meet Aska, the new Zwiftcast nutritionist. He's got loads of ideas on how to fuel your ride. And we have new game features we'll discuss and analyse. Plus, the academies are off and running. How are things going? The other, uh, here they are, the other two points of the Zwiftcast trinity. Nathan Gary, yo dude. Hey, how's it going, Simon? Pretty good, thank you. And Shane Miller, good day, mate. Good afternoon, how are we? Not too bad at all. Nathan, uh, missed you at Euroback. We're to fill in with some make-weight DC rain somebody. I don't know who he was. And uh, uh, it was a shame not to see you. But what have you been up to? Uh, a whole lot. The usual with uh, Zwift Community Live. Uh, Zwift Academy stuff is going on, so I've been participating in that a little bit. I think uh, ZA is going to be a little bit of motivation, and uh, I've actually got it on the back of my mind to hammer into that a little bit, so I'm excited to talk about that today, too. Sounds good. Shane, recovered from all the travel. Um, since I worked out that you must have been off the bike oof, well over a week. That would have done my head in, actually. Anything over two days, and I'm getting very, very twitchy indeed. Yeah, I think it was 13 days all up before I got back on the bike when I got home. Um, Look, it wasn't too bad. It was a good rest for me. And there wasn't a lack of bikes over there to look at and be around. So I felt near, near to bicycles, but I wasn't ever (laughs) on one. Um, I did a lot of walking over there as well. So it was just a bit of cross training, I guess. I think on the last day, I walked 13 kilometers from the hotel out to the airport along a really beautiful route. Um, So I definitely had my exercise fix. But yeah, it was good to get back on the bike and spin the legs for sure. Yeah, yeah. so it's good to get back on the bike. And, and actually, I mean, your bike is so big, you could actually clock up 15 or 20k walking around the halls. It's huge. It was, yeah, yeah. Well, not launched at Eurobike was the Atom from Wattbike. Lots to discuss there, including the fact that it wasn't launched at Eurobike, and we'll get to that in a minute. But first, let's take a look at the Atom. Whilst the Tax Smart Bike, based on the Neo platform, was announced at Eurobike, it's still a prototype. The Wattbike Atom is real in production and available to buy, albeit for the time being only shipping to the UK. We've been obsessed with creating the ultimate indoor bike for cyclists. That's why we've created the Watt Bike Atom, the world's first smart bike. Priced at £1,499, it's coming in cheaper than the kind of prices tax was floating for its smart bike at Eurobike. And with weak sterling, once the Wattbike Atom ships to the US and Europe, it could start to look very attractively priced compared even to current high-end trainers, let alone smart bikes. Given Wattbike's heritage, it's perhaps not surprising that the promotional pitch is squarely a performance cyclist's. Even though Atom takes virtual riding to new heights, it's built for performance, not play. Atom measures power exactly where you apply it, generating accurate data with no losses in the drivetrain. But some may question that approach, as the smart money is on the smart bike movement, recruiting non-cyclists and those more interested in fitness at home than nailing a rehearsal of alpine climbs. But they've got all bases covered with connectivity, which is comprehensive. Atom connects seamlessly to all your favorite devices and apps. And the resistance changes automatically to map to the gradients on virtual rides. It's also adjustable just about everywhere you need it to be. 
And importantly for the smart bike era, this trainer is pretty. If you're gonna have it in the house, that's important. Hats off to Wattbike for being first and for updating what was looking to be quite a stale product range for the new indoor training era. But will it sell? Well, let's discuss that now. The Wattbike actually looks like the most significant trainer launch this year. They're calling it the world's first ever smart bike. I think they might be right, actually. It's certainly the first one that you can actually buy. Um, and it, it does seem to have been very, very well received. But as ever with these products, we are hearing the odd thing about things not being absolutely bang on, ready for the full Zwift experience. What, what, what have you heard? Yeah, it was interesting to see them not at Eurobike, mm. um, given the launch was so very close to Eurobike. I think Eurobike finished up on the Friday or the Saturday, which was the People's Day, uh, your festival day, the Saturday, and they launched in the UK on the Monday. So they really missed the boat. If they wanted to showcase something like to the global audience, mm. Eurobike's where it's at. I didn't actually see anything from the launch in the UK. Anyway, that aside, uh, reports coming in. Hmm. Seems to be the firmware is a little undercooked so far. Uh, Ray Maker's review of that um, pretty much alluded to the gear changes weren't that snappy. And as a cyclist, especially if you're a crit racer and you want to snap through those gears to make sure you're on top of it, and you, you, they need to be really, really quick. There's talk of a, a few seconds, maybe up to eight seconds lag in those gear changes. That's that's not ready. The hardware may be good to go. Um, but as we see with a lot of things, there's you know, it's a, there's a push to get the hardware out for certain timings. Um, yeah, let's hope they can fix it with software for sure. Yeah, well, Sam, right with you on the Eurobike thing, Shane. It felt like they were being a bit clever, really. Let's deliberately not launch at Eurobike where everybody else is, but felt like a missed opportunity, a bit too clever for their own good, maybe. They would have had the one smart bike people could have ridden because no one yeah. could actually throw a leg over the uh, Tax Neo smart bike or the yeah. concept bike. So that would have been huge. It would have had bums on bikes and people would have had that, oh, wow, experience that people do get at the Zwift stand yeah. on the standard trainer. Yeah. But this was the smart bike. This was the first. Yeah. So, and they can't they can't relaunch again. They missed the boat on that one. Yeah, but yeah, let's yeah. see how it goes. Nathan, that launch video, I mean, it's so performance cyclist based. Lots of shots of people sweating and cadence at 150 RPM and stuff. I know that's very much what bike's heritage, but it just seems to run counter to this idea that the smart bike is inclusive and for all the family. And I don't know, some people might look at that marketing and be a bit put off by the idea. Yeah, it's interesting from what bike I have always gotten that sense, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so perhaps it's a inside culture thing that this is what cycling and what what we're aiming at and what we believe in in cycling, perhaps. But also maybe their belief is that the only people who will put this kind of money into a trainer are these kinds of people because they're that invested in their life. So maybe it's a belief about who their market is and what they'll do with their money. But I think that there's examples out there right now uh, within markets that aren't necessarily cycling enthusiasts but just fitness people that show very clearly that people are willing to put a bike in their in their living room and use it for a workout for fitness and get away from the gym and at least get into the spin class well it's funny you should say that Nathan because a mate of mine actually got in touch with me and he's just got zwifted up for the first time he, he got hold of me to ask me some questions which people do quite a lot actually uh, but anyway he, he said during the course of the conversation that he basically couldn't get on Zwift because his wife was on it all the time and she's a complete non-cyclist uh, really interesting to see that so I thought it might be worth a word with Tristan and Kirsty. Here they are. 
Well, welcome to the Zwiftcast to Tris and Kirsty. Now, Tris is a mate of mine. Well, I say he's a mate of mine. He kicks my ass regularly when I ride with him on the chain gang. You're a pretty decent cyclist, aren't you, Tris? Are you a cat too? No, I've not been doing that much racing of late, so I'm back to cat three now. Okay, but but you're you're not a bad cyclist, and you've recently discovered Zwift, haven't you? So just tell me a bit about that. So um, I came along to a session last last year in Leeds and saw the Swift setup, and um, something I wanted to do. So uh, finally got it set up this year for the winter. Kirsty, you got you got interested, didn't you? And you're a non-cyclist. Let's just make that clear. I'm a seasonal cyclist, so I'll go out with Tristan on holiday. But it has to be nice weather and with the kids. But yeah, I'm, I'm a cycling widow, really. Um, so you you have kind of taken to Zwift a bit like a duck to water. I understand. Is that right? Well, it suits. It's a lifestyle thing for me, really. It, it suits um, the busy life that I have. Yeah. Um, so it, I think it's it's hard. It is hard, and especially with the taskmaster here. <laughs> It's uh, difficult, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm getting there. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, quite a few of my friends are interested. Yeah, because it's um, it's safe as well, isn't it? And obviously, we're coming into winter now, and you know, dark nights, um, and it fits around the kids and everything else, and work and everything. So yeah, I think this Zwift was sort of seen as something for a, the serious cyclist, but I think um, we might have opened up a new market. Yeah, well, certainly with you and your friends, it'll be interesting to see if that's if that's repeated uh, many times all over the world. I suspect it might be this winter. It's lovely to talk to both of you. Thanks very much for for making the time, and uh, good luck with the FTP test, Kirsty. Thank you. Cheers, Simon. Bye. Thanks, Tris. Thanks, Kirsty. Bye. Kirsty absolutely loves Zwifting, uh, Nathan, and and what's more, she got all her mates fired up about it. Uh, I mean, you just cannot buy marketing like that, can you? That word of mouth stuff is, I mean, you you can't put a value on it. It's so, so valuable. Yeah, it's definitely the social side of exercise, right? I mean, that you uh, get pulled in with your friend who's doing this and it's bettering them in their lives and bam, there's something in front of you that they're excited about. And uh, it's a, it, it's like like you said, Simon, you can't buy it. it. It's an interesting dynamic that she is in no way a serious cyclist and all of a sudden is riding yeah. uh, Zwift a whole bunch from the house. Um, perfect example, though, like you said, of somebody who would most likely get right on to a a, uh, a smart bike but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a really cool story to hear one thing i think we can give them a pat on the back for though shane is pricing i mean if you look at, at where they're pricing this and actually possibly more importantly what they're pricing in which is sterling i mean sterling is very weak at the moment and for reasons we won't go into and looks as though it probably could get only weaker that is going to make the price of this thing when it launches globally in the us and europe and australia pretty cheap yeah, for sure. Absolutely. That, that's probably one of the biggest hurdles because if you're putting a smart trainer and a bike together, they're two big ticket items. So they've sort of stripped the bike down. There's no chain, there's no gearing system or no group set. So yeah, they've done really well with the price point. Really, really well. Another trainer that's doing very, very well on price is Elite's Diretto or Dorito as we like to call it. Um, 
And that is a great example of a trainer that's come from a good company, great heritage, trickle-down technology, well-priced, and of course it's flying off the shelves. And one consequence of that is Elite can't make them fast enough, where have we heard this story before? And there is a bit of a shortage of uh, Doritos out there in the market. But the good news is that Elite are taking some action. So here's a bit of an update on what they're doing. Rated as the trainer to beat by DC Rainmaker this indoor season, the Diretto has been flying off the shelves. Priced at 899 US dollars, it's in a sweet spot. And with the technology of Elite's very successful and accurate high-end Drivo trickling down, it's little surprise that it's been popular. So much so that shortages are reported and acknowledged by Elite. It's this element that's the problem, the German-made OTS power meter gizmo that's at the heart of Elite's new breed of trainers, and essentially Elite can't get enough of them. Straight after Eurobike, the company met the German manufacturers and requested that production be doubled. They didn't quite get that, but the makers agreed to beef up production by 50%. With Elite adding extra quality control capacity as well, their sales guy Peter Largo reckons that existing orders will now be brought forward 30 days, and that should help end or mitigate the Diretto shortages. But there are no absolute guarantees, Peter told me at Eurobike, they'd underestimated how many of these trainers they'd sell. And as winter draws nearer, combined with very favorable reviews of this trainer, it looks as though demand will continue at a high level. Yeah, I came across a really interesting stat at Eurobike actually from uh, from Zwift. If you look at Zwifters uh, and the split between smart trainers and dumb trainers, I'm sorry to use the dumb trainer word, but we all know what we mean by dumb trainers. Um, the split, it was hovering about, there was just under 50% of Zwifters on smart trainers. Now that's actually gone up in the last year or so. And apparently it's now closer to 70% of Zwifters on smart trainers, which is pretty significant. Um, how important do you think the growth in accessibility of smart trainers, and by that I mean price and features, is to the growth of Zwift? I mean, the more accessible these get, the more accurate they get, the more the wheel-off technology trickles down the better it is for Zwift, I would have thought. Very important, having a smart trainer, absolutely all. It's more accurately an interactive smart trainer that mm. changes resistance as you ride. Yeah. I think we're going into now as probably season two for a lot of people who have been on Zwift. Initially, they may have got a dumb trainer and got on there and just ridden along and they see what everyone else is up to and like, I want that experience. So they've then upgraded to an interactive smart trainer. I mean, the other interesting number, Nathan, that again, I came across, is, well, this is more of a trend than a number actually, is they want to, obviously like all companies, want to reduce the number of people who come on, try it and then leave. Now, apparently you are much, much, much less likely to leave if you own a smart trainer. Kind of a statement of the obvious, I, I guess. I think there's like a step you take in your fitness life when you go and spend $1,200 on a piece of equipment for indoor training. You've already kind of committed like I am in this for reasons, whatever they might be personal that you're after. And so um, I'm wondering if the commitment level then, I mean, the dollar sign has commitment levels around it. There's just realities around that. And 
at the two, if we get low enough price smart trainers that are highly functioning, I wonder if that'll change the, the turnaround, the churn. Yeah, well, who knows? We might reach peak smart trainers sometime this winter. 100% saturation of smart trainers on Zwift. Um, maybe unlikely, but I think the trend is definitely, definitely up. Uh, okay, that's enough trainer talk for now. Let's move on with a grinding shift of gears, boys. A bit like you might get in a cheap group set. Uh, and let's change subject to nutrition. Nathan, I know this is a complete and utter passion of yours, isn't it? Yeah, it's a huge passion for us. Also, um, a few years ago, what really set us off onto uh, what I would say almost a fanatical level of, of nutrition was that Lindsay's concussion, uh, her first one a couple of years ago, that she, we, she was able to keep racing after that but the only reason why probably was because we used nutrition to help heal her her head actually her brain um and so and that went into a really deep level of nutrition then too so it's a huge passion of ours and we've seen um immense benefits both on the bike and off the bike in general uh just life quality too yeah. uh by paying attention to that area so yeah it's a huge passion because i think it's life-changing and a discipline too to have yeah okay well you're going to be really interested in this then because we've got a new member of the team joining us over the next coming weeks who's going to be uh, cooperating with us on a regular feature and uh, he's proper uh, well we have a Zwickast nutritionist actually he's and he's a proper nutritionist he's a, he's a proper everything he's a proper professor so what about that so I think it's about time we met him actually here he is it's Asker and Asker is going to be our nutritionist and here's Asker well, here he is in the flesh, a real professor, Professor Asker Jokendrop. Hi, Asker, or shall I call you Professor? <laughs> no, please, uh, please call me Asker. Okay. Well, look, let's deal with this professor bit first, because I mean, I've uh, I've looked you up on Google, and you have actually done like proper research and published proper papers, haven't you? You're a proper academic. I I've spent a lot of my career at at a university. Uh, doing research, um, trying to find answers uh, to questions that I ran into um, working in uh, in sport. Yeah, published many many papers over over the years. Um, you're you're a cyclist as well, aren't you? You ride your bike up hills and mountains, don't you? Yeah, that's why I started studying exercise physiology, got into uh, in, into nutrition. So yeah, tri uh, cycling and triathlon, actually. One of the ways that you translate the kind of dry and difficult academic into stuff that you can use in your everyday life in sports nutrition is these infographics that you use. Um, um, uh, and they're really eye-catching. So just t just tell me about the theory behind these infographics and why you think they work in, in translating the academic to the everyday. The language that scientists use is not necessarily the uh, the language that normal people uh, speak in. So that's uh, that, that's one issue. And it, it takes a little bit of knowledge and experience also to piece together what you can take from all of these uh, studies and, and turn it into something very practical. Mm. And that's what I try to do in these um, in these infographics. The reality is that all these studies bring us a little bit closer to the to the truth. But the only way to really see through that is to have the overview of all of these studies yeah. and 
draw conclusions based on the best available evidence that we have to date. The infographic always links back to um, an article that describes that uh, that context in a little bit more detail. Mm -hmm. Well, that's your scientific and academic credibility, which is clearly undoubted. Um, what can you do for Zwifters? And what can you do for Zwifters on the Zwiftcast? The, the point about nutrition and physiology is that everybody is individual. And, uh, you know, I think the more science progresses, the more we realise that, that what works for one person won't work for another. Is there some general advice you can give that will be useful for all kinds of people? I mean, can, can we talk to people on that level and, and it be useful? Yeah, I, I, I think it can be useful to some, uh, to some degree because what, what you can do is, is avoid that people make the really big mistakes. Yeah. As you say, every, every person is an individual and will respond slightly different or will have different preferences. But there, there are some, some rules of nutrition, aren't there? And there are some things that we know work in, if not everybody, most people. And, I mean, the other thing that I'd quite like to explore with you in coming weeks is there are a lot of myths around nutrition, aren't there? So, I mean, th there will be subjects, I think, where you can be, bring uh, real clarity and illumination to people who are training indoors or, or training hard and using indoors training as, as part of that regime. Um, you will be useful to people, won't you? Yes, I think. Uh, I mean, I would hope so. <laughs> I, I would hope that, um, yeah, that, that that I can help with some of the questions that that people have. In my, in my experience, people um, people sometimes make like really small, really basic mistakes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, by just doing things right and getting the timing right and uh, getting the amounts uh, right. Um, you, you may be able to optimize the effects of your of your training or if you get it wrong you may actually you, you may train really hard but um, you're actually at the same time dampening the the, the effects of that uh, that training so yeah it's uh, I, I think I can probably help a little bit with making training as effective and safe as possible thank you very much for your time today and we look forward to seeing a lot more of you in coming episodes right through the uh, northern hemisphere winter thanks for your time the pleasure thank you so much Sam. we're going to have a new feature on the Zwiftcast with Asker I guess what it's going to be called boys it's going to be called Ask Asker <laughs> now, how surprising is that so great it's not really yeah, yeah. surprising at all is it really Ask Asker but you know it kind of works. Uh, so if you want to ask Asker anything, uh, come on to the Zwiftcast listeners page on Facebook. And if you've got particular nutrition questions, put them there and we'll see if we can get answers from Asker. You can ask Asker on the Zwiftcast listeners page. Okay. Well, we have new game features, uh, new toys to get excited about came out in the latest update. We've got a new mini-map in the top right-hand corner. This chain is something that's been asked for time and time and time again. I guess people just want to know where they are. Yeah, London, I still can't work out where I am. Watopia, I know exactly where yeah, I am. I yeah. love Watopia. Yeah. Even Jarvis Island, I knew exactly where I was because yeah. we couldn't turn around, I don't think. But um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Look, um, Zwift Hacks has had a little tool up for a while now that uh, has done this. Uh, there's also ZwiftGPS.com, which sort of does this as mm. well. Having this in-game is has been a long time coming. And again, we'll help all these new newbies coming on board for the, uh, the trainer season up north, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ride Sweeper. Nathan, right sweeper beacon. Anyway, 
another good initiative, I think, really. It just keeps group rides contained. You, you know if you're about to fall off the back. I think it's... So uh, So what happens when you fall off the back? <laughs> like, all of a sudden, like, you auto, auto up or, like, cut off. Don't let it catch you. You're about to be... I, like, I, like, I feel like the, the kids who put all the sofa stuff on the floor are playing lava and they're trying not to fall through the cracks because next thing you know, boom, you're off the back and you're no longer part of the group ride. No, I'm just kidding. Like, um, I can see people who are like, everyone's... Go- I wasn't I wasn't expecting three. 3.5 watts per kilogram and then they're like you know yeah, cut yeah. from the ride or something but I, I'm assuming that that's well there could be some cool ride stuff with that actually implemented if you wanted the ride to be a motivator and so the ride sweeper is always like going to be and maybe it's an Autobot that doesn't act that just sweeps or is it yeah. just always a person that's another question so yeah. it's interesting it's really cool well not in this most recent update but we do know it's coming it's been an open secret for weeks John Mayfield talks about it in my interview with him in Long Beach and it's going to be a big one and we are told it is going to be pretty soon and that is group workouts and real time race placements now I think the academy has proven the uh, group workout concept, Shane. And I just think that when this comes to the general game, it's going to be absolutely transformative. Well, back on the Peloton thing, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. If you yeah, can make yeah. people work out yeah. together, um, even depending on different levels, because let's be honest, everyone's five-minute power is a little different and we'll yeah. all end up different in different spots. If we can group these people together and have the same experience, and that's going to be uh, hopefully, well, I think it'll be a game changer and yeah, I'll actually use it. I think it'll yeah. be really good. Uh, as for real-time race placements, bring it on. Yeah, that yeah. would be, because we sort of, we use that ourselves on the list to sort of know how far, yeah. it's weird. we just don't quite know where we are though. Yeah, that's going to be, and then a really big motivator for those who choose to race on the platform, which is not everybody, yeah. but those who choose to race, we chase targets. And if there's just another number to chase and I want to I want to get 47th, not 49th, you know, it's going to be there. The race is on all the way down the pack. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. bring that on. Exactly. That ex- I'm excited way. to race now. Just yeah, hearing yeah, that. No, no, like... well, no, no, but it's true, though, isn't it? Real-time race placements is huge if, if, if you do race. <clears throat> But we're not touched upon the real big news, boys, which is hair. There are new hairstyles. Uh, I haven't dabbled because I have to tell you that I have settled on my hairstyle and I have no intention whatever of changing it. I'm not going to be like one of those people who stands in front of the wardrobe going, what am I going to wear every time I want to um, have a Zwift session? I'm taking the Zuckerberg approach, same hair every day, a bit like he wears the same grey T-shirt every day. Um, your policy, Shane? I'm keeping the man bun and the beard because, well, for obvious reasons, if you're watching the video version of this podcast, <laughs> what I can do in virtual, I'm happy to do that I can't do in reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shane, do you, uh, Nathan, are you are you changing are you changing your avatar? I'm not sure if you picked one and he's sticking with it. Um, I like the Zwift hat. I don't know. Like, I'm yeah, just going to kind of stick got, yeah, with I've that. Got, I mean, I've got the Zwift hat. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I saw that. Casey Shum, though, during a race today. I really, that was kind of cool seeing the headband. I might have to just run in place, like, with something on just to get that. I don't know. Like, I really like the headband for some reason all of a sudden. But I might, now that you say it, and once the update happens, I might take another look through and see if there's anything cool to, to add for sure. On the group workouts, though, super exciting because right now with the Coach Hendy rides, and the interaction with coaches coming into the live streaming space, I think it's going to open up a whole new uh, 
space of, of being able to interact in, uh, with live video with individuals and for us to organize those, that's really exciting for us. Cause right now we're trying to coordinate, you know, here's where the workout is and meet us yeah. at this space. Yeah. And then we're going to ride this course. And then it just, and then we all end up breaking apart and nobody knows who, where anybody is, is because we're in open world. And so having something as a feature and as an event in game too, cause right now I think, uh, people use workouts, a lot that are really into individual riding and then you have people who use group stuff because they're really into the social aspect and when you mix both of those when someone logs into the game and they have it as an event they can click and join they're like so and so's doing this workout right now that i think that's going to be a uh you're going to see i would i would guess some of the largest group rides actually maybe on zwift will be these group workouts that's that's maybe pushing it but you're mixing two different users individual and then group ride social people you might end up with uh with some awesome synergy there all right well that's a very good cue actually to talk about the academies and both the men's and the women's are up and running and roaring ahead at the moment uh they seem to be going very well actually um so i thought it was a good idea to talk to the guy at zwift whose job it is to keep them running sweetly and smoothly and he is Tom Hargreaves. Here he is. Tom, hi. Hi, Simon. How are you? Very well, thank you. Uh, let's cut straight to the chase, Tom. How many participants in the Zwift Academy male version, which is the uh, the newest version of the Academy? Straight, straight in there. Uh, we currently have, as of this exact moment, 8,738 people. I've got an update. It's 8,740 now. We've had two more since we started speaking. We've had two more people enrol. How interesting. Well, that answers my next question, which was, is, is it too, when does it become too late to join? Uh, the 15th is the last day to join. So probably by the time this podcast, most people see the podcast, it will be too late to join. But the cutoff date is yeah. the 15th of September. And I, I mean, we'd expect the numbers to be less. But what, what are the numbers like for the female version? So they are less. We've got 2,062 people enrolled in the academy. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at those two numbers combined, that's 10,000 people doing the academies. I mean, is that in line with your expectations or beyond? Um, I'd say it's roughly in line. So for both the men's and the women's, it's difficult for us to calculate how many people we're going to get. Yeah. Uh, so it's the first time we've done the men's academy uh, and it's only the second time we've done the women's academy. We, the, the goal we ultimately want to hit, and I'm, I think we will hit, is 5,000 people are going to graduate from the men's academy, uh, which I think by the time, if, if, if we get to say 10,000 people enrolled by this Friday when enrollment closes, and then roughly half of those graduate, which I'd say is, is doable, uh, we've hit that target, which is awesome because that's what we're basing our fundraising for Quebec on. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd say, yeah, roughly speaking, in terms of people enrolling both the men's and the women's, we are we're there or thereabouts in terms of in terms of expectations. Now, I mean, 10,000 people on a training plan, I'm thinking that probably takes a reasonable amount of management. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. all, you know, obviously there was a lot of thinking went into it beforehand, but I mean, my impression from, from being an outsider is it does look as though it's running very smoothly. Is it, is, uh, have there been any niggles? I'm sure there've been niggles, but ha niggles. has it run as, as smoothly as you, you would have expected or wanted? Uh... I wouldn't, if I'm being perfectly honest, I wouldn't say it's run as smooth as you want it because it, to my mind, I think a lot of people at Zwift, we want it to be pretty flawless and it hasn't been flawless. But when you take into account that it's been 10,000 people in there, yeah. 
you know, coaching 10,000 people, albeit on a, on a training plan that's the same for all of them and managing the group rides and the races, um, it's gone it's gone pretty well. Um, we, we had to email some people about iOS workouts being uh, out of date and there being an issue with the FTP test, which is uh, frustrating for us because it was just something that slipped through the cracks on our end. Um, an update for that will, will be out by the time this podcast goes out. Um, but I'd say generally speaking, it's gone pretty well. You know, we've had some amazingly successful group rides already, kind of three, 400 people on some of those. The feedback on a lot of them has been amazing. You know, guys either push themselves hard than they would have otherwise done or just doing activities they wouldn't have otherwise done because they know they're going to get interaction with a big group of social people. Uh, and the ride leader has done a fantastic job in uh, managing those rides and keeping them fun and enjoyable. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'd say, yeah, on the whole, we're, we're pretty happy the way it's gone. Has anything surprised you, Tom? We've had a guy who's finished it already. That, I think, is quite really? surprising. <laughs> yeah, it's a guy called Tom who, I think, as of last night, he did 100% of workouts, group rides, and races. Um, and so far, he is the only person to have done that, which is, um, I, I say it's pretty good going, given the academy started only about 10 days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll, yeah we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, big question, are you enrolled? Yeah, of course I am. <laughs> and are you going to graduate? Yeah, of course I am. Here's your question, yes, I'm enrolled, and yes, I will graduate. Yeah, that's the, that's the spirit. Um, Simon, are you enrolled? Uh, and do you know what, Tom? To my eternal shame, I'm not. Uh, and okay. that, that's largely, my excuse is, is travelling, uh, which I have been doing a lot of recently. Uh, but okay. It's a poor excuse. It is so. Yeah, so, and it's not too late to enrol. You know, you've gotten to the fifteenth. That is true. But also, I'm I'm just going to see if I can give myself a second chance here by asking you a final question. I mean, okay. it, it's still relatively early in the indoor training season in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. Would you consider, or have you considered, or I'm, I'm sure you've thought about? Could you talk about publicly right now? Do you think there might be a second academy program this indoor season for men and for women? Right. Um, the there's obviously a lot of elements to the to the academy. It's not just um, an indoor training program. We've got the fundraising that goes yeah. with that, and we've got yeah. then the talent ID part of it. So for the men's, at least there's kind of three three elements that go into it. Yeah. Um, lining up all those different parts so that you have one program that works towards the fundraising and then talent ID would be difficult I think to emulate later in the year but it, it is definitely another bit of feedback we're receiving that for some people they're still racing now or yeah. they're still uh, following a coaching plan that's working towards uh, an event that for them is at the end of the year so that they're not taking part for that reason so um, I don't know whether we'd see like a, a proper full-on academy of this the size and scale we've got now but there's absolutely no reason why we can't start building these smaller you know communities and, and yeah program thinking out loud right now so that's not something we're, we're actively working on but um yeah I, I, all i can say in answer to your original question we watch this space but yeah, it's yeah. not there's definitely functionality that's being worked on that would would enable that kind of stuff you know in a, in a matter of months yeah yeah no i mean the possibilities are endless and i'm sure yeah. i'm sure you've been very encouraged by 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 well, I mean, I think you've got to call the academy a success so far. It's it's not fallen over, and lots of people are really enjoying it. And uh, you, you know, the the teething problems do look quite small. Uh, Tom, it's been terrific talking to you. Thanks very much indeed for thinking out loud. I think it's always interesting for for people to hear what's what's going on or being thought about at Swift HQ uh, with with regard to, to new features which.
which uh, which the community is going to take part in and enjoy. Thanks very much indeed for your time, Tom, and uh, good luck with the programme. Cool. Thanks, Simon. Back with you in a second, boys, but I thought it also might be worth just a quick, quick catch-up with one of the community volunteers. So here's Rich Lovelock, who leads the, a lot of the... Uh, not, who leads group rides on the Academy programme. Hi, Rich. Hi, Simon. Uh, Rich, you're an experienced ride leader, and as a result of that, you're doing some ride leading on Zwift Academy, and I thought it might be really good to hear from a ride leader about the kind of general vibe on the Academy. So from the rides you've led, and I should also say you're a participant in the Academy as well, um, how's it going broadly? Yeah, I think the the vibe generally is um, very, very positive, especially if you... uh, if you're an active participant in the, the Facebook group, I think the, uh, the feedback there is overwhelmingly positive. I think there's a, a few you know, teething problems here and there across different platforms and, and the like, and you know, the Swift UB trying to do their FTP tests and, yeah. and that kind of thing. But you know that's a part of the course. But overall, I think it's been overwhelmingly positive so far. On the groups, it does. I mean, the, the niggles I've seen have been really minor. There've been some kind of niggles about the times of the social rides, but I mean, you're going to get that on a global platform, aren't you? Not, not the, the, the times I, I can't possibly so. suit everybody. I think that's the thing. I think you know, Swift have tried to do the best they can with uh, putting the rides out to meet. You know the, the popular areas of the world, so to speak. But as you say, you're not going to please everybody. And I think if people want to participate, then you know it's just a bit of give and take and a bit of sacrifice to maybe shuffle some things around to try and get on the on the rides that suit you. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the mixed ability on the on the social stuff and the endurance stuff. I mean, we all know how Swift rides can go sometimes with uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, with 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 the flyers off the front. Is, has that happened in in the academy to the same extent? Actually, the ride, the, the social ride that I led, read, led last week, um, there was not one flyer off the front of the group. Wow, not um, one flyer. One thing I did do differently on this ride, and uh, you see ride leaders say, you know, stay close to the beacon, not too far in front, not too far behind. But, you know, how far is not too far? So I decided to try and sort of quantify the distance. And if you are within 50 meters, of the, the leader in front. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's a little triangle that tells you that yeah. the leader is 23 meters behind, and when you go beyond 50 meters, that figure actually disappears. So I just thought I'd give it a go and say, you know, keep that that distance marker 50 meters or below, and you know you're doing pretty well. And then the same if you're behind, just try and keep the beacon within 50 meters of you. And um, I don't know if it was that quantification, but it, it just the group just seemed to, to stay together without much encouragement from me, which was you know a real pleasure to lead. Good move, Rich. Yeah, yeah, that could catch on. It seemed to work. We'll see. Yeah, maybe it was a fluke. We'll see on the next one. So, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, on behalf of the community, thanks for being a ride leader, not not only in the academy, but uh, I mean I've seen seen you and joined some of your your led rides, and they've been very good. And uh, it's great Thank to you. see you. Great to see you getting involved in in in, in the academy. Brilliant. Thanks very much for your time, Rich, and uh, keep up the good work. Thanks very much. Cheers, Simon. Okay, fellas. Well, as we often say, well, as I say, at the end of every single episode, we speak our minds here and Swift support us to produce content, but they don't influence what we say. And I think we do take advantage of that on regular occasions, and we're often quite critical of, of Swift, or at least you know, uh, constructive criticism, but, but you know, we don't hold back if there's something that we don't like. So we should perhaps not hold back if there's something we do like as well. And 
I just think the academies, uh, for, not so much the talent search aspect of them, but the community building aspect of them, is a massive runaway success for Swift. Yeah, for sure. What were the numbers? I think it was 8,000 for the men, yeah. 2,000 plus for the women. Yeah. So 10,000 people all up belonging to a tribe, <clears throat> excuse me, wow. um, all going through the same suffering and the same um, sharing the same experience. And one thing I've heard from my wife, Veronica, who's part of the Women's Academy, is the, the troubleshooting that goes on on the Facebook groups. Yeah. There's a real sense of everybody helping everyone else out, which is really cool. That's exactly what yeah. the platform's all about. That's ideally, you know, what, that's what we like to see on the internet. Um, no, it's really good, really good to see. Yeah, hard to criticise them, um, Nathan, on any level, really. If you if you take the pro thing out of it, um, and you know we we've rehearsed the the the, the, the difficult year that that, that Leia had, uh, and and that was the first academy, and it's going to be very interesting to see how how the male uh, winner of the of the contest gets on. But that that's that's for another day. I think if we focus on the community aspect of it, it's terrific, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's been pretty amazing. Some of the uh, largest group rides, I think that the leadership in the community too that stepped up to help lead the group rides has been really cool to see. Um, I've seen some of the highest numbers on Discord actually is really cool for me to see. Actually, I'm logged into the Discord right now and I can see uh, just in the first week, I think we had 600 plus members join the Discord and are all listening live right. uh, to you know instruction on there. People are learning how to interact in this space a lot more, which I think is really great. Uh, and then also the idea of this, like Shane said, I could, all I can do is really reiterate that mm. this like the positive side of each other, you know, encouraging each other on in the largest, you know, I think the goal is to have the largest training commu- online training community mm. uh, toward a common goal. Uh, and I, you know, listen to Tom about like um, managing ten thousand people on the same yeah. workout plan. I think we've done that okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and and that kind of hit home a little yeah. bit with like, wow, ten thousand people are all going towards a similar fitness goal and mm-hmm. getting gains from it. And they've done, they've kind of unlocked that for all these people to participate. And I think that. Um, is is a new push in the Zwift Academy because before it was the talent idea a little bit more was the major major focus and I think yeah. this whole idea of like commune communal fitness and bettering ourselves to the power of bicycles and online Zwift platform is a really uh, um, a great uh, sounding gong you know what I mean something yeah. that we can all yeah. you know bang on so yeah completely agree completely agree okay let's move on to. Uh, Wait, so, uh, but you're not signed though yet, Simon. I heard Tom's response. What's going on with the? Are we are we signed up for the Zoot Academy, Simon? I love uh, Tom's response. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> I, well, I do feel. I do feel. I do feel a bit ashamed. So I, I'm going to put you boys on the spot now. Are you signed up, Shane? Oh, uh, I'm not. No, I was no, hoping to get out of this question. I'm yeah, silently yeah. sitting back. Uh, I Nathan, just don't have the time today. I led a group ride. Come on now, guys. What's going on here? I haven't done my FTP test, though. I've literally been like, like totally in full on avoidal mode. Like I was at a stoplight thinking about my FTP test today. Like, I don't want to do that thing. I'm skipping the FTP test and going right through all the rest. And then I'm going to have an awesome FTP test at the end. (laughs) I can now don't everyone do that. I have experience for a long time in what around my wattage should be. And I can look at how out of shape I am right now. (laughs) But anyways, Shame we really are the bad boys. I feel like we ought to be um, standing in the corner of the classroom with some kind of hat on. Um, 
As I said to Tom, my excuse is travelling and it's been both for work and holidays. Uh, pretty shambolic, poor excuse. Uh, not defensible really, but we really should be enrolled, I guess. Anyway, you've heard my excuse. What's yours? Yeah, no, I'll go, I'll go for the. I'm helping. I mean, I'm enabling people to have this experience by making videos and helping out online nah, and you know, rubbish, rubbish, doing mate. Work, no, working no, hard no, on no. these videos. Not good enough. Not good enough. <laughs> I'm sorry. Really, not good enough. I'm lazy. Yeah, I just, um, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I just didn't think I'd have time to do it, which is pathetic, pathetic, pathetic excuse. Okay, let's talk about the E-Crip final, which is coming up in Australia, Melbourne, Australia, your hometown, Shane. Uh, I have to say that I have seen what can only be described as shenanigans, Shane. There's been um, a spare spot and there's been a wild card entry for it, which has been, uh, there's been some kind of internet-based vote for it, and we all know how those go. And uh, sharp practice has definitely been observed. I mean, I saw one bloke who was offering, um, he was offering money. He was offering $100 if you'd vote for his mate. It was extraordinary. Uh, did you see it, Shane? <laughs> Only if, if you, the if guy you, if, he wanted got in. Yeah, Only if he got in. Yeah. That was a conditional bribe. Um, now, what we see is in the, uh, I think... Uh, the, the poll was put up in the KISS racing group and I, under good faith, thought it was just, okay, we're, they're just asking the KISS group, okay, if you've participated or you've been following the series along, here's a list of people who have participated, just vote for your favourite. And I thought, okay, there's a few thousand people in here, we'll get a good vote. All of a sudden, half of Western Australia or Perth, one of the universities, I've never seen so many people who have never seen Zwift before join a specific Zwift group and vote for Zwift. <laughs> they're the rules. It was a public vote. They've joined the closed group and all, but I feel sorry for the people who had to approve them to be a member of the KISS racing group. But uh, the number's looking good for them. And uh, I think we need to sort of reassess a public vote because on the internet, yeah, yeah. it all just ends up Boji yeah, McBoatface yeah. every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah but not, not yeah. saying, it's not, no, not it about was... the candidates. I'm more talking about the yeah, the, the, the process was wrong. It was quite amusing to observe, though, as it got, it got like, increasingly Zwift subscribers desperate. only? Like, Zwift subscribers only, maybe? Like, through the platform? I don't know. Yeah. Like... Uh, well, just not, not you know, just not have a wild maybe. card. Or have a wild card that's, picked, no, by, yeah. that's picked by the organisers, like, 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 like the Tour de France does. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a qualification process because we all know we have to press A on the keyboard to pair our Bluetooth devices. Sorry, yeah, that's just a little trick question or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to vote. <laughs> it, it was funny to watch the increasing desperation of... of and, and to be fair, it wasn't it wasn't the riders who were lobbying. It was their friends. So it was like, yeah, yeah. I'll give you $100 if you vote for my mate, you know. <laughs> one, of, one of whom was called Nadzi, I think. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. wild card for Nadzi. It yeah. turned into hashtags. There was like Twitter and Facebook hashtags. It got intense, man. Like there was some serious politics going on around who's going to the Aussie Ecrit. Yeah, it was. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Um, well, another thing that all three of us have been watching is a really interesting post on Reddit. There's a, a small Zwift community on Reddit, and one of the interesting things about it is that John Mayfield um, pops in there from time to time. At least I think it's him. It's not sure name but it does look like John and in fact also sounds like John and the thing about this thread on Reddit is that it's definitely not part of the mainstream Swift community and and as a result of that you see things on there that you don't actually see within the Swift community and there's a bit of an emperor's new clothes aspect to some of it so some of the quirks in the game that we we 
just grown used to and found workarounds for, or we just we just accept them as a fact of life. The, the people on the on the Reddit post see these quirks and they find them completely baffling. I mean, to them, they're just inexplicable. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's a goldmine. I think, look, we've probably all been on the, on the platform now for two years, maybe two and a half years, and we've come to accept a lot of that's just the way it is. Mm. Early on, I guess we're pretty vocal with, oh, why is it like this? Or why? And you know, you, we have those conversations between ourselves and on the forums, and they're discussed, and these things go through in waves. What we see on that Reddit post, especially the one about the uh, user experience or the user interface, mm. there was some rawness there. Someone's come in and gone, what the hell is this about? And then they're just giving it to them, not knowing anybody from Zwift reads it or any of the, mm. the I guess, Zwift cast um, producers are reading it as well. Mm. It was actually good to see because it's fresh eyes. And it's, I think that that's a goldmine of information there for uh, to, for Zwift HQ to look at and say, well, okay, this is the actual newbie experience. Mm. And mm. it was unfiltered too. It was pretty raw. It was good. And um, there's a lot of defenses going up around the place with people who have been on that. But taking my, uh, you know, I've been on Zwift for two years, brain out. And uh, there's a lot of things I agree with there for sure. Mm-hmm. It's easy to get comfortable with weird quirks, isn't it, Nathan? That they're in the game and you, and you just, you get to know those quirks. But if you're a new user, it's like, Eh? Why? Do, why? Why doesn't that work? I think. Well, there's a couple of things at play here. I think some people might not know their quirks whatsoever, and it's just I'm just using an app or a, a, a training tool or a platform, and I just work with it, right? Others who might be more familiar with apps and games and other things are like, "This is clunky. What's going on here?" Early on, beta users like Shane, myself, and you are, uh, I think cycling enthusiasts who are going to be excited that my indoor training has changed to something really awesome Mm. no matter what Mm. right and so we're going to put up with a lot like we're 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 not just going to put up with a lot we we've watched then advance and gotten used to things you know and so having the fresh eyes not being cycling enthusiasts and people coming in like shane was saying like press the a key to pay your bluetooth yeah yeah, well like there's yeah exactly (laughs) i have other gripes than the a key but i mean there's i think that a lot of what was said in there is pretty right on. Yeah. And I am totally on board with like the, the, the rest of the community that um, has come to Zwift's defense. But at the same time, I go, hey, guys, we got to balance this out because there is a lot of really good stuff that's being said in here that uh, should be paid attention to. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I think that's right. I mean, it's, it's the new users and it's the fresh eyes and the people coming from outside our experience but i think what he just shows you is and and that's a really good point of yours nathan that 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 because zwift transformed indoor indoor training i guess we forgive we forgave it its quirks but you know everything moves so fast nowadays i mean i was actually thinking back i don't know why i was thinking this but i was thinking back to when the ipad first came out and when the ipad first came out you got hold of this thing and you looked at it and you looked at what it could do and you thought i am living in the future this is what living in the future is like. You know, it was such a radical device, really. Uh, and now you look at an iPad and you think, why isn't it faster? Why won't it do that? Why won't it, you know, why won't it, uh, you know, tra- teleport me to Australia in three minutes or something? I, you know, I exaggerate to make a point. But you know what I mean? F- the, first of all, the thing comes, then you really get used to the thing, and then you really want the thing to be, like, so much better than the thing was before it was there, even though before it was there, it was like, you know, when it first arrived, this is the best thing ever. You know what I mean? 
Chad, I don't think you do, do you? <laughs> no, look, look, I'm, yeah, this is a tricky one. We could, we could talk all day on this, and I, I do with a lot of people, actually. But look, um, for an example, workout mode is about two years old now and hasn't changed. So we talk about quick and progress and things like that. If these guys want to go head-to-head with Trainer Row, they're going to have to step it up with workout mode. It's still, as somebody said today um, on one of the forums, I'm expecting a cow to pop and say, I'm a cow. I make the sound moo because it looks like that kind of interface. I tend to agree with that. And um, there's a lot of things that... Yeah, we want to see it progress a lot faster in for sure. But uh, look, these threads with new eyes are a goldmine. They're things that we haven't even thought of before because it's intuitive for me to press A to pair my Bluetooth device. I know, of course, that's normal. But for someone else to come along and do a WTF on that, hmm. you're like, actually, you're right. Hmm. Yeah. Um, even yeah. today, I was looking at the uh, the challenges, the three challenges, the uh, Everest challenge, the Italy challenge, and the uh, Rye California challenge. There's still an unknown unlocked challenge there. Did everyone realize there's a fourth one that hasn't been unlocked yet? that's sort of hidden away that's been tucked there for years <laughs> mm-hmm. so this is just again about the user interface mm. yeah yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Oh, well always inter- that Empress New Clothes Syndrome is always an interesting one when somebody comes in and says hey he's got no clothes on <laughs> okay let's draw that one to a close I'm sure I am absolutely certain we will we will return to it Shane uh we're going to be seeing each other again uh, in Melbourne for the eCrit final. But what else are you up to currently? Ah, I haven't even touched the ground yet after landing. It's just been flat out yeah. with uh, follow-ups from Eurobike, I guess. Um, I've pretty much got a stack of business cards this high. Yeah. Um, actually, that, yeah. that's yeah. quite a few inches for the listeners. Yeah. And look, Eurobike is absolute fire for the YouTube channel. I've had uh, a ton of subscribers. I've had a ton of uh, videos put up about the content there. Um, I've been toing and froing with DC Rainmaker quite a lot behind the scenes. So there's a bit of collab going on there, just with information, just throwing things around. Um, I'm not attending Interbike, unfortunately because I've got to attend the eCrit here in Australia but there's a few things coming out at Interbike there's a few new trainers coming out um, just quickly uh, be cool I've got some really interesting things yeah, coming yeah. out yeah, yeah. and um, Cyclops also just snuck out uh, entry levels uh, fluid trainer the other day oh, just, really? but between Eurobike and Interbike they just snuck out a little mm. trainer it's very mm. yellow it's very entry level to uh, 199 US mm. fluid trainer so mm. nothing new or special but there's all these things happening that I've got to keep an eye on so I'm busy real busy yeah yeah Nathan ZCL can Continues, I would imagine, to occupy much and much of your time. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely. Um, ZA rides are, you know, we're onboarding. Uh, Casey Shum's running a lot of rides. I'm running rides. We're starting to onboard leaders in order to make that happen over the next four weeks as Earth Academy or so. Um, now with uh, one of my main, there's a lot going on with ZCL. I'm, I'm not going to share too much, but there's a there's a, uh, a lot on board. I mean, with the winter coming, you know what I mean? There's, um, there's so much opportunity for people to uh, get involved and new events and new stuff to highlight. So lots of work going on, lots of scheduling. So having lots of fun with it though. And uh, we're, uh, we're going to keep pushing forward. And I mean, I got to get, get on the bike though, talking about that, man, I'm going <laughs> to get riding again some more with, uh, with the Academy too. So. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, with, um, I'm feeling shameful, actually, Shane, that we're not signed up to the Academy now. I really am. I'm, li- I'm going to go away from this podcast and beat myself with with twigs or something. And I, 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 I'll join you. How about this? I'll join I feel, you. I, yeah, and I, Shane, I, no, how about feel... we do a ZA together? ZA workout <laughs> live together. Zwift Community Live. Let's go. Well, as, 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 kind of, as, as penance for not joining it, uh, <laughs> well, you, are sent to, you are sentenced to 10 punishment rides for not joining this. 
slow, slow. Can I be the sweep so I don't get left behind? Because I'm in 13 days off the bike. I'm not going too fast. <laughs> hey, I got to go, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Uh, really good, good to talk to okay. you. Thank you very much. Okay. Thanks very much, Nathan. Thanks, Shane. See you next time. Cheers, right. guys. Talk soon. Yeah. Yep. And there he was, gone. Uh, sorry for the slightly abrupt ending there, everybody. Nathan had to go away and commentate on a race. Um, that's it then. Just time to thank Zwift as ever for their support. I'm not going to do that whole uh, they don't influence anything we say thing because we already did that. Um, thanks very much either for watching or listening or who knows, maybe both. Um, thanks very much indeed, whichever you've done and we'll see you next time. Right on. Right on.